Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. Let's chat to Lubomir Kisa. He's an Israel advocate and uh, he has been following this very, very closely. He and I have been chatting about this. Lubomir Kisa, very good morning to you. Uh, I, I wanted your thoughts on the whole ICJ and, uh, and where you think it's going to be going. Howard, if I could just take a quick sidestep and talk about that financial issue just for 30 seconds. Yes, so here's my two cents worth. Um, generally, it should be difficult to move funds out of South Africa because um, you need exchange control approval. So I know many years back I had I headed up in, um, an organization and we'd send money to Israel every month. So to do that, which is what is alleged by the paper, you would officially need to approach your bank and say to them, I need to move X amount mm, of money mm. to this country, in this case, Israel. Um, you then ap- apply and then you specify what the amount is that you will move annually and what the purposes of that. So you've got to explain what organization you are, why you're sending the money and what that amount will be. And then you get granted approval that lasts for 12 months. So we would move these funds and then whenever we needed to increase that. So you were given approval for five million if you had you couldn't exceed that you would then need to write to the reserve bank and every year you had to renew that now in my corporate days i used to work for standard bank and we had a non-resident center in cape town right. it was the same procedure for non-resident clients who wanted to move money into the country you needed that exchange control approval so in theory it should be difficult i sent the article to a cousin who works for one of the big banks and mm-hmm. he was he said look i'm confident of our systems yeah he didn't explain why and he said even if there was something that slipped through i think we would take action but what i will say you know to kind of qualify that is that if you look around the country there are many people who are involved in forex in various scams who drive incredibly beautiful cars, mostly AMGs and things like that. And yet somehow they get around the banking system. And often you'll hear that they will use crypto, uh, you know, currency, and then it will move around and then eventually find its way into a bank account. So having said that, it does seem that people are able to move funds in and out of South Africa and somehow bypass that whole system. So um, the the regulations are there. Whether or not they work, that's an entirely different Mm, issue. mm. So that's what was interesting. What was interesting about that article, and uh, for anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, it was the article in the Jerusalem Post about a number of South African banks uh, having been um, uh, accused of allegedly uh, supplying, uh, uh, facilitating funding to Hamas. Uh, What is interesting as well is that no South African media has picked this up which I found really, no, really no. odd. Is it just an inconvenient irritation? Do you think that's why? Is this not a big story? I think it should be a big story, but for some reason I've also failed to find it. I mean, uh, I think I found one article which was kind of brief and referred to it very obliquely. So, it, you know, time will tell whether or not somebody will pick it up and run with it, but at the moment it, it just seems to have literally been kept to Israel and not made it here. Yeah. About the, <clears throat> the the case today, I think for me, Howard, there's some things that I find interesting. You know, I listened to another station this morning, and the question that people kept asking is, what does this mean for South Africa, the ICJ case? And I kept saying to myself, why should it mean anything? It's such a bizarre question, because South Africa is not a, a party in this conflict. 
So yet somehow it becomes about South Africa, South Africa's bravery in bringing this to the ICJ, ICJ, and it shouldn't be that because we have no, we have, we should have no matter in this issue. I think the former ambassador Arthur Lenk um, wrote an interesting article when he said, "This is a case of a substituted plaintiff where this was never a case we were bringing." But other parties in the Middle East wanted to bring this, but obviously they knew their hands weren't clean. They couldn't bring it. Mm. And then they said, South Africa, will you be so kind as to, you know, run with this? We'll provide you with all the evidence and all the information, which is what essentially we've done. But I think for me, the the, the thing that I'm wrestling with is that in a normal court procedure, if you take this one, um, there has to be a dispute. There isn't a dispute because South Africa lied and said that we have this dispute with Israel and uh, the Israeli lawyers were able to uh, put on the table that South Africa didn't even wait for them to submit anything in response. They actually avoided it. You would think that given that there's a scenario, the judges would say, South Africa, you're abusing the court process. There, there is no urgency. There is no uh, um, dispute in this matter. And that should be that. It should be thrown out. That's what I would have hoped that they would do. But I suspect that they somehow won't because my experience of litigating, you sometimes find judges saying, well, you haven't quite followed the rules, but this is a matter of public interest or whatever issue. So I think the best case is it gets kicked, but I don't think it will be. I don't think it's going to be kicked out either. I agree with you. Yeah. So I think they will look at it. And um, there's two aspects to it. I mean, there's, there's a legal side to it, and there's a popular one. Mm. And I think South Africa is more vested in the optics of it, of this kind of David versus Goliath, South mm. Africa taking mm. on the U.S., Israel, and, 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 and the EU. So that has played well. And I think on that front, we've, we've truly lost the battle. Because remember, Howard, when we had the World Cup rugby, many mm. people were so caught up about the rugby. They didn't even know the rules of rugby. They couldn't count the score. They I feel like you're judging me right rugby. now, Luba. I'm feeling judged because I'm one of those. Right? I'm feeling judged yes. by you. Okay, my apologies. How I, okay. let me, let, but, but what I'm saying is the euphoria around our team was so great that people got behind it. 100%. And what people have... What people have done here, the government, is, you know, we had our legal team going there in the scarves. People have got behind South Africa, but the average person who's behind South Africa doesn't know the facts. When I challenge people and I say, are we aware of this, nobody really cares. So the first issue, I think, in the court of public opinion, South Africa has won this one. Um, People don't want to know the facts. And, and, And part of me was disappointed that Israel was too civilized in presenting its case. You needed to shock people. I know that the details would have uh, been traumatic mm. to many people, but this is a case where you needed to show you know, the brutality of it and play those visuals. Now, to leave files and say, well, the judges will play these in their chambers and watch them is fine, but that's not in the public domain. Mm. So the average person mm. has no idea what really happened on October the 7th, and they needed to see and hear that, and then understand that as you take your sides and listen to this, it is against this framework, and I think that was too sanitized. Um, I worry as well, Howard, because I look at the judges. If you look at the judges, I mean, we, we always talk of the independence of judges, but you've got to ask yourself and say, would a Russian judge be truly independent? Um, you know, uh, because they're also subject to media and they're also subject to social media and their friends and the algorithms and it has to impact. Yes, but I mean, you've got to ask yourself and say in some mm. of those countries, are judges truly dependent? Yes, so yeah, uh, yeah, that. Got, yeah. 
I mean, you've got you've got Lebanon, you've got China, you've got Russia. So if you've got 15 judges, you really just have to find eight judges. And and and, and my suspicion is that um, even though this case is flawed and has no merit in it, the judges may turn around and say this is an issue of sufficient interest. We will proceed. We've proceeded to hear it, and we will not kick it out. And even though there's no case for genocide, I mean, it's an irony that something was brought to. to to protect the Jewish people is not being used against them. But I have a fear that some kind of watered-down um, order That's may what come I think out is saying happen. that, you know, um, Israel, you need to be uh, more careful. You need to do a better job at protecting civilians and allow humanitarian aid. Even if you get that, South Africa will have won in the court of public opinion and then any, any positive ruling favor of South Africa. Uh, Naledi Pando is already there. Smiling, you see, it worries you know, me. It's like, she's gone, it's like she's gone to receive the Rugby World Cup. Like the, she's gone to collect this it. This is her baby. And, and uh, it does worry me. It's, no, it's very, it's very, very personal. Yeah, it's very personal. So she's there, and uh, and you know, I, 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 I would hope South Africa gets nothing out of this. But realistically, I think um, judges will bend over and say, you know, this is an issue of global interest, and um, we can find something. Remember, the judges will console themselves and say, well, we don't have to find Israel guilty of genocide. This issue will be argued much later. Right now, all we're going to say is Israel, please tone it down. Mm. And all that, that's, that's all they're going to say. And that is sufficient. That's what they're right? going to say. Because that's ex- you see, because I was thinking about it earlier. They can't, with, with all the hostage negotiations and ceasefire negotiations going on now, it's an absolute, would be an absolute disgrace for the International Court of Justice to step in and say, okay, Israel, stop out. It, it, they're condemning yeah. the hostages to death if they do that. They can't do it. It's not a possibility. Yeah. But rest assured, South Africa will spin that to the maximum. Whatever morsel they get out of it in their favor, you know, it, it will be a victory. It will be as if everything that they've prayed for has been granted. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. What do you think? 34519 or 0618951019. It is 7.31. That was Luba Mayakiso giving us his thoughts both on the banking, uh, banking article that we spoke about yesterday in the Jerusalem Post as well as the ICJ ruling this afternoon.